On today's episode of the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast, we're returning once again to the subject of what I learned from Dave. In this case, it's Dave Dobson, the, um, for some of us, famous, some of us, infamous Ericksonian, not Ericksonian, but Ericksonian style hypnotherapist that we learned from. We have a couple of repeat offenders here tonight. Um, John Morgan will be joining me, John Morgan of John Morgan Seminars. And uh, I met actually at a Dave Dobson fun shop back in the 80s. I think it was the 80s. And then Halima Holiday, who will also be here also from the 80s, if I recall, maybe early 90s, but um, certainly repeat offenders both. And we look forward to hearing what they learned from Dave. You are listening to the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast, a show devoted to uncovering the systems and the secrets that set the best apart, where you learn how to take your coaching clients to the next level while you grow the coaching practice of your dreams. So sit back and relax, or sit up and get excited. Either way, you might want to pay attention. This could be important. Hey, you guys, welcome to the show. Well, hi, Doug. <laughs> so, um, because I know you both very, very well indeed, but uh, it's possible that viewers of this show don't. Let me just ask you to introduce yourselves. Halima, why don't you start? Halima, <laughs> okay. ladies first, beauty before I'm, I'm the former sales coordinator for John Morgan Seminars. And um, Dave Dobson is what the three of us have in common. Because I met um, John through you. And you and John met through Dave, and here we are. And how many fun shops did you take, Pauline? I'm sorry, did you say me or John? Yeah, you, you. How many fun shops did you do? Okay, yeah. so I, I um, took one of his last ones in 2006, mm -hmm. and then I went and, and studied with him um, like a month after that, just for a few days, just so and so um do you just a private private lesson well actually it was it was it was for some marital counseling or as i like to call it pre-divorce counseling <laughs> um so yeah i went out there with my ex-husband and um after that yeah okay. after the fun yeah after after the fun shop, it was the not so fun shop. After the fun shop, we had not fun, but it was fun for me. But <laughs> <laughs> one of those fun and retrospect things. Yeah, yeah, it was. So but you knew you knew um, Dave well before two thousand six, though. I, I we we met him um, at Tony Robbins in nineteen eighty eight because okay. he did um, the beach walk, and so right. I'd had his beach walk tape since then and fell asleep to dave's voice pretty much every day since that time because that's just such a great recording you know to fall asleep to since that time still are you still listening to it yeah actually um john <laughs> well i rotate because you have yours um yeah. and then john has his and then dave had the beach walk but John cleaned up the beach tape for me so it doesn't have some of the background noises because there's like a squeaky door oh, yeah. in the background. <laughs> and um, what, there was like a break sound, like a screeching break at one point in, in the recording. So, I mean, if you're sleeping, you don't remember it. But yeah, I think you had the version that yeah. he recorded on the Highway 201, wasn't it? When he was stationed. <laughs> somewhere i don't know i don't remember this squeechy door sounds but maybe i had a different version john tell me it's about in it. there john morgan tell us your background and then lead up to this um squeaky door sound situation i don't remember uh well uh my background is i'm i was in radio broadcasting for 30 some odd years and uh somewhere along the way i got involved with doing hypnosis i won't go into the long story Okay. But um, Thank you. then um, I interviewed Tony Robbins back in the 80s, like the, I don't know, 87-ish. 
whenever that book of his came out. Okay. He, he was an basic unknown nationwide. You interviewed him like for the radio? Yeah, I have the interview. I'll send oh, it to you if you like. Yeah. Yeah, so I interviewed Tony, and uh, at the end of the interview, I, I had asked him. I was about to do a swim. I was going to swim across the bay in Rhode Island. It, it raised money for bay awareness and clean ocean and all that stuff. Cool. And uh, I said, I haven't trained for this. I said, but I know I can do it. And I said, give me some tips. And Tony gave me some tips. And he said, by the way, he said, I'm having a firewalk uh, experience in New York City. Uh, why don't you come down and be my guest? So I went down. I was his guest. You were probably there. I didn't know you then. Yeah. I know Ola Tunji was playing the drums. Oh, that was the best. Ola Tunji playing the drums was amazing. Uh, right. And, you know, we did the firewalk for the weekend. And I got to talk to Tony, uh, you know, since I had interviewed him. And he mentioned this guy named Dave Dobson. Hmm. And he said, you know, like, this guy's the best hypnotist in the world. And I said, well, if I do that, I ought to meet this guy. And uh, that's basically when I met you. That was 35 years ago this day. Happy anniversary. Wow. You keep track. Wow. Yeah, it was 88. 1988 in May. Huh. That's when I met Doug. I mean, <laughs> in the shoot peanuts. <laughs> That was actually my second fun shop because my first one was in um, um, October of the year before, 87. And uh, I remember my first fun shop, I was pretty much in trance the entire two weeks, I think. And then uh, came back to find out what I'd learned, which was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. The one that I went to, um, he wasn't there for the entire week, but you all know Jerry Stocking. Yeah. And Jerry uh, came in for the weekend. He had been to a previous one with Dave mm-hmm. or a couple of them. He was with the one in, in October. Right, of 88. And I remember we were on what Dave called a T and P break, you mm-hmm. know, seven yeah. minute T and P break. And I'm out on the railing of the hotel that Dave was conducting the workshop at or fun shop. And uh, I, I remember saying to Jerry, boy, I like this stuff, but I wish he would make it a little more conscious, you know, sort of like uh, Harlan and your other guests, P- PhD, was it? Yeah, Cliffs Saunders. Cliffs, yeah. Uh, as they were talking about, like, how about, you know, a little of the nuts and bolts here, you know? And uh, we were complaining that, or commiserating that we'd like him to tell us how to do it instead of just doing it. But that I remember that well. Cool. So tell me about this um, tape that Halima said that you cleaned up. I, I don't remember squirt door squeaks. All right. So uh, as, as I said, you know, my background is in radio. So I'm kind of like an audiophile with my ears. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. a musician like you, I, but I can hear uh, Titsi flies doing whatever they do at a thousand paces. And <laughs> in this recording, Dave's fun shop or the uh, beach tape, there was a screech in the background. And then there was a screen door that was like, right? Really? I just went in with uh, like Adobe Audition and did some spectral analysis and whatever and got rid of it. And uh, it's pretty clean, pretty cool. I'll send you a copy. All right. Because the copy I have, I think he used a noise gate on it. He did it several times. Um, so, cause, so it would maybe, maybe somebody cleaned it up cause it, it, it was his voice and then there'd be silence and then his voice and then there'd be silence. Yeah. Well, this, this, this one is a little better than that. <laughs> it doesn't have dropouts like that. Well, interesting. Yeah. I think you'll like it. So if I could ask a question of the two of you, I yeah, know. But before we do, let me, can I ask you if, when this is done, can I send the recording to you and have you clean up this recording? Cause I'm hearing some. Weird yeah, here oh, absolutely. The little uh, phone things, I hear them in the background, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I have a question for the two of you, if you don't mind. Sure. Since we've all been to Dave and, uh, you know, again, many of your viewers may not never have experienced Dave other than through your guests. I'm just wondering, what is the one takeaway that you use to this day or impacts your life to this day that you learn from Dave? Wow. One, just, just one. one. I'll pick, or pick a couple, I don't care. <laughs> well, Halima, do you want to go first? 
Yeah. Well, I mind, I just did a mind map of like just impressions and sort of memories of, um, I think, I think his concept and I didn't get it really during the fun shop, but his concept of systems out of awareness, um, mm -hmm. and then the purpose of English camp which to me was one of the highlights and really impactful because getting sent to English camp really got you back in touch with all your systems, you know, that, and, and you guys can explain English camp and, you know, the regression and all of that. But, but I think English camp was just really remarkable um being there so that would be one and system and the whole system's out of awareness hmm. cool yeah um interesting you should say mind maps because i have uh, just happened to have my notebook from back in the 80s when i first took the ah. seminar from dave, first took the seminar from dave i did notes kind of in a normal note-taking fashion and then the second time i did it um Oops. <laughs> Broke my notebook. <laughs> it just fell apart. <laughs> second time. Second time I did have to find some crazy glue or something. Second time I did it, I um I mind mapped the whole thing. So instead of that's mm. normal way, I, I did mind maps of the whole whole seminar, which was kind of fun. But um in answer to your question, John, I I Gosh, one thing is just impossible to answer because there's things that I took away for me just as my own way right. of functioning. And then there's things that I use with clients like all the time, including, of course, the beach trip. You know, Halima said that I have a version of the beach trip. You have a version of the beach trip. When I went to work for you, John Morgan, for John Morgan seminars doing hypnosis around the country for smoking cessation and weight loss seminars, um, I basically followed your lead. I wanted to have be like a, a brand. That people could expect when they went to see a John Morgan, it would be the John Morgan seminars. So I did what you did, and you did as the heart of the thing, a beach trip experience for everybody in the seminar. So you and I probably have done more beach trips than Dave ever did. You know, I've, <laughs> I've, I I did you know two a night for how many seminars right. over those years? Um, so that is seared into my mind, and that the the concepts of that idea that you you know, give a direction to your unconscious mind, but, you know, keep your conscious mind out of the way so it doesn't screw it up. You know, sort of say, go that away and let your purposeful other than conscious mind go towards it. So I, I use that all the time. So I would have to say, interestingly, I call myself sometimes an Ericksonian because I've been so influenced by Erickson as well. But so much of what I do really is coming from Dobson, which is part of the why I don't know if you read my newsletter recently. I wrote a whole article about how it's, Kind of a neo-Ericksonian approach because it combines not just those two, but everything else I've learned from other people as well, including, of course, NLP. So I don't know if that answers your question, but what about you, John Morgan? What's your one takeaway from the Dave Dobson? Well, actually, I think I have two that are fighting for space, so I'll give give them both to you. All one right. of them is calibrating people for like yes and no. Okay, um, great. Um, and I had a question for you about that. That would be one of them, uh, you know, like when somebody says yes, you know, you're normally the 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 way Dave explained it was that you never saw anybody say yes like this. Yes. Or you never saw anybody <laughs> say no like this. No. It was always the other way around. The other than conscious response came first. Came first. So yeah. you had to pay attention to that. And I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've used that whether in seminars or personal interactions, especially now back to the stop smoking seminars. So I would, you know, if you remember, I would walk around, say hello to a hundred people, you know, and I would get their yeses and nos as yeah. I was talking to them. I would ask them bizarre yes and no questions. And then I would ask them the ultimate question in the case of stop smoking is, are you ready to stop smoking? Absolutely. Tonight's the night. You know, like, I know I got to go to work here. Uh, so right. that was one of the things, 
the other thing was the um, um, oh gosh, I I can't think of the name of it. It's where somebody tells you their sad story mm -hmm. and you interrupt them and you use the patterns that they use to tell the sad story, whether they're analog, their eye patterns, their vocal tone, their body, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you would use that. And while you were doing that, after you interrupted them, you would tell them a joke or right. a funny story or a story that had nothing to do with what they were talking about. And you were putting into their system another reference for when they went back to access that lousy memory. They now had this other one in there. Right. And uh, I thought that was just wonderful. No, I, I concur. And that is something that I've taught many times in my neo-Ericksonian classes. And I, I don't know what it's called either. So I just call it the across the room pattern interrupts because what I do with people is I have them tell their yucky stories from across the room from each other. So they can't actually hear the content, but they can see uh -huh. what they're doing other than consciously. They can see their, you know, their head nods and their movement of their body and how they're reacting and responding to the story that they're telling. And then I get them together and they tell the story, you know, tell the joke, mirroring back exactly all the other than conscious communication that was happening, but telling the joke in that system. And you know, it's, it's really weird for people. It's weird for the person listening to see their stuff coming at them with a funny content. And it's weird for the person who is telling the joke to be funny while they're doing these things that are kind of universally yucky patterns, you know, to be yeah. telling a joke this way is kind of hard for some people. Well, you know, the, the best part of that for me, and I'm sure, you know, Hallie can relate as well, Halima, um, is that uh, when you ask them after you do this, all right, well, now go tell me that shitty, sad story again. And they start to tell you and they can't get into it, yeah. you know, or as deep into it as they were the first time. There's another reference in there. And I mean, that was, you know, I thought that was genius. No, I, I concur. I concur. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this, Doug, since you uh, talked about the yes and no's. All right. I often wondered, you know, so I'm doing yes and no's with somebody, right? Yeah. And then Dave would say, okay, once you got their yes back or their no back, you would look off to their ear. Uh-huh. And you, so you're anchoring. Yeah. If anybody knows what anchoring is, uh, you're anchoring both the yes and the no to the ear. No. 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 Just That's the yes. what I wanted to clarify with you. Yeah, you just anchor the yes to the ear. Yes to the ear. Okay. Yeah. So then when you ask the question, that you don't know the answer to with them. Like, so are you thinking about buying a car in the next six months? Yeah, you don't look at their ear. Yeah. Yeah, unless you want to lead them to it. If you're trying right. to sell them a car, then you might say, so you're really thinking of buying about that car now, aren't you? And you look over yeah, there. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the, cla that's the clarification I wanted to get. Yeah. Uh, you know, because basically I didn't do the ear anchoring. I did the yeses and nos. I would mirror them back and I would know how the person said yes or no. Yeah. And then somewhere during the course of the evening or many times during the course of the evening, I would just say, I would spit out a concept and I'd say, I'm just wondering, is, uh, you know, everybody with me or are you with me? And I would look around the room and I would watch. And sometimes I would have to go tailor something to that particular person. Cool. So you, you, I don't know what it is about you, John Morgan, but you do have extraordinarily acute sensory acuity about that, picking up patterns for people. I've noticed that about you over the years. You're really, really good at that. Um, I it's, try. It's I, by accident. Is it? Is? But did, it did is. You have I, something in your childhood that made you cautious about people or wary? Uh, no, I mean, my mother was a waitress since the time she was 14. Yeah. And she had this ungodly gift of knowing stuff about people. Like, so, I remember yeah. visiting her when I was, she worked at this one bar around the corner from a place I worked. And she was the manager at lunchtime. And I walked up to the bar and I got a, coke or something i wasn't old enough to drink or anything 
And she looks over and three guys walk in and she says, you see that guy over there? I said, which one? She goes, the guy in the middle. I said, yeah. She goes, he's bad news, Johnny. And I said, do you know him? She goes, I never saw him before in my life. Hmm. A week later, he was arrested for arson. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what that is. It's just, I get something. I don't know what it is, to be okay. honest with you. But that's pretty cool because I mean, the thing that about about that and about Dave's ability to do this is he always seemed to be able to remember people's other than conscious communication. I did the same thing that you did. I figured I'd take this opportunity to practice with people. So before I'd get to the smoking cessation, it started at six. I'd get there at five thirty at the latest when people started arriving, and I'd I'd just chat with people and I'd say, "So my name's Doug. What's yours?" Give them the flat effect so I didn't com contaminate the communication. And they'd say, oh, my name's George. I said, oh, George. And they said, yeah. And I'd say, oh, nice to meet you. And I'd mirror back to them their yes. And then I'd say, so it's not not Bob? So, no, it's not Bob. So I'd get their, right. not their, get their nose. And, but to remember that after, you know, I'd met 25, 35, 45 other people, 100 other people, not easy to ask. So... But you seem to be telling me that you could. You could remember. Well, no, I'm not telling you that. I, I should, no, I, believe me, I wasn't on Dave's level. I mean, he was like uh, in the major leagues, and I was like uh, playing, uh, you know, t-ball. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, what I'm saying is, I got the global yeses and noes from people in the oh, room. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But every now and then, I would get, you know, some kind of a like indicator in my body that something was going on and sometimes Ooh. it was visual sometimes it just was kinesthetic uh, i mean a great dave story and i i told this to dave and i'll tell you what his comment was uh it was 2002 we went out to do these seminars in seattle and spokane and all through washington and i took my business partner whom you know john leslie with me and we went out to see dave and he had never met him and that so I had just done this thing a night before in Yakima, Washington. I've got 120 people in a room for a stop smoking seminar. And in the front row over to my right was this young lady, 27, if I had to guess. And I'm watching this movement, right? It's just, it's not rhythmic or anything, but it's, you know, she's got this thing going on. And it didn't seem like a tick to me, you know, kind of, mm -hmm. it, it was, there was some kind of movement and <laughs> I'm in the middle of the seminar and, you know, when you, sometimes you put your hand up and you're talking straight ahead, the hand is really sending the message to the person you're communicating with. You understand what I mean by that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I go into this story. In the middle of the stop smoking seminar, which has nothing to do with it, I said, boy, I said, today, I said, I was having breakfast. I said, downstairs in the uh, lunchroom or the restaurant. And I said, they have those little bar stools that you sit on at the counter. And I'm sitting at the counter. And I said, it's about 730 in the morning. And I said, every seat is taken. But all of a sudden, this person pushes between me and the person next to us and says, uh, waitress, I'd like to have a milkshake, please. She goes, okay, all right. So she puts the milk in, puts the ice cream in, puts the thing into the milkshake blender, and it starts to whir. But all of a sudden, I said, it's shaking out of control. And it's, I said, pushing all over the place. But I said, the guy who was doing the milkshake looked right at the machine and said, and I have my hand up, stop shaking now. <laughs> this woman came up to me after the seminar and said i haven't had that go away in 15 years uh -huh. so i talked i told the story to dave because it had just happened two nights before or whatever and he said so you think you have some power huh <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I would like to hear a little more of hallie's uh so, here. I, but I just before we do, I because I absolutely do want to do that. But was that where that picture is from with that trip? With, with uh, I'm, I'm sorry, that picture that we have in the 
Reeves? Yes, it's from 2002. That trip. That trip. Should we sure. come back to this or do it right now? No, bring it up. Okay, because um, this photograph, for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, um, contains a digital signal that Dave was, um, I don't want to say famous for. <laughs> in some uh, in some communities some uh, some some societies it's considered slightly offensive but it's basically the way dave counted this was he was saying we're number one i think here. and so um we're going to just take a look at dave and uh john here from 19 whatever 2000 2002 2002 yeah, so there is a story behind that. Yeah, why don't okay. you start real quick? Yeah. So the story behind it is, um, I I asked Dave to take a picture, and John Leslie is the one that took the picture with my camera. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, basically, what Dave was doing was not so much to the camera. That was for me. Yeah, I I, I, words, I feel the same way, person. But go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, he right. wasn't paying. I wasn't paying attention. I never knew. That that finger was up until I saw the picture. <laughs> so you think you've got some power? Power, yeah. So you think you got some power? <laughs> <laughs> He's such uh -huh. an idiot, Halima. <laughs> <laughs> so Halima, this is a much nicer picture. Um, so Halima, this is you with Dave circa. Oh, it's around the same time, two thousand two. Two thousand six. Yeah, so yeah. this is one of Dave's absolutely last fun shots. Um, I believe he's yeah, probably- Yeah, because you sent an email. You sent an email out. You sent uh -huh. an email out saying yeah. if you've ever wanted to study with Dave Dobson, this is your chance because he actually is retiring. And that's what made me go. Because um, I had just finished up massage school and um and i and th that opportunity came up and i i just i took it um cool. and he helped me with my massage therapy um national exam as well you know how he, did he do that but i i don't remember quite what he said <laughs> with a lot of dave you know but um he uh yeah he that that was um just a split second with that picture so how did he help but you i was going to ask you about the yes or no's um did he i don't remember if this was in the fun shop or in our little sessions together because he he very quickly sort of separated and did separate sessions with me by myself from my ex-husband um but one of the things he told i remember him saying was that he anchored yes to the thumb and no to the little pink pinky and he mm. would have conversations with people just with his hands do you remember mm. that yeah except okay. that except my memory is that it was the index finger for yes and the pinky for no i don't know maybe he was anchoring me for yes with the, the thumb then maybe he was switching it up maybe or maybe he was switching it up he also was lisping when he was talking to me which <laughs> was um back to the systems out of awareness of like yeah. because i had vk oh that's the other thing that's the other thing he said to me in the fun shop he goes holly are you familiar with the concept of synesthesia and i said ah. and um you know because he was very intimidating and good answer <laughs> yeah. I was in my day um and he said i bet you just can't wait to send money to those poor orphans <laughs> that you see on the tv screen um because of the vk uh -huh. connection like i didn't have a wedge between visual and kinesthetic and i still don't i i see things and then i'm like boom feel them right away but i did not realize how much i had just switched off auditory and huh. that was part of what was going on with english camp was i became aware of just all the sounds wow. and um i saw an eagle 
but I heard it first flying oh, overhead awesome. at English camp, which was really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, there was, so, so when I was talking to him, he was lisping and now I understand it was to bring my auditory awareness even more into awareness. Um, but yeah, and he, and he, and he said, he was quoting Rita Redner. He, he said, you know, have you ever seen the comedian Rita Redner? So when I got back, I had had some, um, Christmas cards that had a Christmas story on with the licking the, the frozen, um, flagpole, you know, the story, right. And he gets his tongue stuck and it yep. said, Merry Christmas. So I sent him that card because um, he would do that too. He would say Merry Christmas out of well, he, Merry yeah. Christmas, you know, just it's, it's like, the same like, thing in that God. visit with, in that visit with Dave in 2002, the exact same thing. He was lisping. Right. And he was also had his air hose because he was taking oxygen because he yeah. smoked his lungs out. But <laughs> Uh, he's playing with his air hose when he's talking to me. And I said, Dave, is there a reason that you're lisping and like playing with the air hose? Certainly got your attention, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, dear, dear, dear. So um, getting back to the finger signals, Halima, um, I remember Dave mm -hmm. telling a story about how when he would, and this is actually something, John, he actually taught overtly this is something he taught as a as a thing to in class he, he taught us to be getting the yeses and and anchor it to the finger and the nos and anchoring it to the little finger and he said that he did this for um his children early on yes so you remember. remember and so he says and uh, you never tell them that you're doing it you just sort of do it yourself so oh that's true isn't it oh good so you're not really having a good time are you and so, um, you know, you just be getting these on your own hand and then pretty soon they'd, they'd other than consciously pick up on it and start doing it with their own hand. So he said he got this with his kids early on. And then um, around about the time that they're starting to learn to drive, they'd say something like, hey, dad, can I borrow the car? And he'd say, well, did you do your homework? He said, oh, yeah. And he said, well, tell you what, as soon as you finish your homework, you can borrow the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> How does he do that? How does he know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, why do you think it is, speaking of his kids, that Dave had placed such an emphasis on being courteous to the other than conscious mind? I mean, that was one of his ongoing statements and ongoing things to be courteous to the other than conscious. Um, and yet, sometimes he was, you know, Kind of like not so courteous to the conscious part. I know so, why. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. I've been wondering that. Go ahead, Helena. He did it to me. <laughs> he did it to me. Um, and it it's to shock you out. When you create a highly emotional state, negative or positively, you are suggestible. And he, and he said to me, as I was, you know, sitting in a puddle of tears, he said, I don't often do this, <laughs> but sometimes it's necessary to shock someone to get their attention <laughs> and, um, and to break them out of their patterns, or at least that's how he explained it to me. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, 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 that was the explanation he gave me. For that's that, a good one. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. With the f bomb. Sorry, is that going to demonetize you or anything on the podcast? Uh, I, I make no money. You can bleep <laughs> me out, John. You can you can bleep me out, right? With the sound, you can. Yeah, we that. could take you out of this entirely, Holy Mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Take three. Take three. The other thing I want to say because you guys know this too. And I'm sorry, I was ignoring what you said. Um, I'm going to just pretend like it's my turn to talk. It is your um, turn. Before I forget, um, yeah. 
besides systems out of awareness, that yeah. thing he yeah. did with distinguishing bad hypnosis, because okay. we okay. are so inundated with it in our culture of parents saying, be careful, don't slip, or a mm -hmm. doctor saying, no, mm -hmm. this is going to really hurt those those cases of like just instantly recognizing bad hypnosis and not letting it in that right. i think was really uh to use a dave word beneficial and and valuable um to me yeah, yeah. well at, at the doug at the one i was at with doug and that 35 years ago Dave did a 30 second, absolute 30 seconds if it was 30 seconds. All right, everybody, just close your eyes. And I want you to ask the part of you that notices that you're getting some bad information to have a response to that, laugh about it, you know, or something like that. He anchored a laugh. In other words, uh, and then they said, just open your eyes. And it was all about bad hypnosis. When you get bad hypnosis, after he explained what it was, you know, instead of saying, uh, don't spill the ice cream, walk carefully with the ice cream was the, you know, he says, once you hear that, he said, it will trigger within you uh, the ability to laugh and notice it so that you can, you know, you can address it to this day. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, mm -hmm. as often as I hear that. Cool. And right right in line with that is a couple other Dave things. Um, the two magic words, wonder and curious, mm. as softeners to ask a question. In other words, instead of coming at somebody with a barb, so did you uh, do that? You know, I'm kind of curious or I'm wondering, Did you know, you wonder, people wonder along with you. I mean, that was genius as far as I'm concerned. Nice. And I say I haven't dropped ice cream in years, so it's worth <laughs> <laughs> Non-dairy. <laughs> yes. I haven't dropped many, many years, and I owe it all to Dave. Um, so I don't know how much money I've saved thanks to him over the years. But seriously, um, seriously, the... the um, the idea of bad hypnosis is good. And I think also in the beat trip, he gives us an anchor of where you close your eyes, with your eyes closed, you roll your eyes up towards the top of your head um, till you feel that eye strain. And that's that's an anchor that says, okay, now I'm gonna go into trance and now I'm open to positive suggestions. Whereas before I do that, I can filter out those, you know, bad hypnosis things that I don't, you know, don't want to be taking on. So that was that part of it as well, was how to filter out the bad hypnosis stuff. Well, yeah, and that and that is a great sleep thing to do. Sure, absolutely. In other words, he explained that, you know, before you go to sleep, bring to mind what it is, your word or your phrase, you know, that he had you parsed down to what it is you wanted to accomplish. Yeah. You know, you got it in bite-sized form. You bring that to mind, whether you picture it or say it to yourself or get a feeling about it when you go to okay. sleep. Sure. And then he said, your eyes will roll up two or three times a night, three or four times when you dream. He uh -huh. said, and the eye roll, he said, while you're sleeping, we'll say, hey, there's the eye roll. You know what that means? Yeah, the thing that I want to accomplish. He says, so you get to work on what you want to work on three to four times a night versus taking crap to bed with you. Like, you know, this was an awful day and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. That guy was a genius. I mean. He was a curmudgeon. There's no doubt about that. He was a pain in the ass, but <laughs> lovable. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I think yeah. towards the end of his life too, he was in a tremendous amount of physical pain. So I think that was part of his curmudgeony uh, impatience. Was mm. he was in a lot of pain that he didn't let on? Um, yeah. So when my friend Robbie, who was like 75 at the time, she saw the picture of me and Dave and she says, oh, he looks just like a teddy bear. And I said, oh, he's a bear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I said that to Dave and he said, 
I don't know how to take that. <laughs> and, and, and I said, well, I said, you look all soft and cuddly on the outside, Dave. <laughs> and, um, and then you're not, but then I rather suspect that, that there's a soft spot somewhere in there. And he says, oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, you yeah. know, Doug, earlier yeah. you used the word courteous, you know, courteous right. to the other than conscious. I think that was a reframe. I think he was just, uh, he would let you know that you probably don't want to proceed in that direction if you're getting the wrong signals from the person. I don't think it was courteous at all because I don't think Dave was courteous. Hmm. You know, I, I mean, that might have been his cover word, courteous to the other than conscious. But, uh, you know, that was, <laughs> that was a teaching thing. And good thing to teach but yeah. i don't think that he actually was courteous i think he was courteous to the other oh, yeah yes. but not oh, to the yeah. conscious not to the not to the yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so he had his priorities the other than conscious oh yes i will be courteous to your other than conscious <laughs> your conscious mind yeah come on let's go yeah <laughs> they, um, um yeah go ahead well, I was going to say, I remember Harlan saying, I think it was Harlan who said that uh, that he didn't explain his process. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm wondering if he said this to either one of you, because I do remember him telling me that he set things up like dominoes. And so it didn't matter how long something took as soon as that thing happened, then it would trigger the next domino. And hmm. so it could go across, you know, into far into the future, um, however long it took, when the other than conscious mind was ready for whatever that prompt was, that domino would fall and then it would trigger the next response and the hmm. next response and the next response. So however long, it it would take is the explanation he gave me. I don't know if he said that to anyone else. I don't recall okay. that at all. I mean, it sounds yeah. as though it's an extended version of his subjective reversal, which I would have Doug explain because I'm sure. Ah, thanks so much. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I have the, my notes right here. Let me see if I can take them off. <laughs> I just happened to have noticed that uh, in my notes, Dave, Dave made fun of people who took notes because he said we were very auditory. Right. Taking so many notes all the time. But I'm glad I did. That's yeah, yeah, that's a visual thing to me. If I write it and see it, then I remember it. Well, in the case of the one that we went to in 88, it was all videotaped and audio taped. Yeah, yeah where are those videos? Where I, are those videos? I think the only person that has those videos is Eric Oliver. Oh, you think he, Eric has them? I think so. I mean, I haven't talked to Eric in 30 some years, so I don't know. I was I was betting on it. Um, being being Barb? Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Interesting. Perhaps. Anyway, um, the subjective reversal is a term that Dave gave to a, um, a process. Here it is. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so can you give us your oh, Reader's wow. Digest? Give us your Reader's Digest version of that. So, um, so you you basically, it's, it's basically re-anchoring something. So basically the anchor, the stimulus that created a bad response becomes the stimulus that creates a good response. So, for instance, if you if you have a um, so it's subjective, right? So you're reversing the subjective experience of this thing. So if this if I took this thing and you went, oh my god, that's horrible, and it's and but you made it so that every time you saw this, you went, ah, that's so wow. nice to see. You know, so that basically the thing that has was a bad anchor becomes a good anchor, which is what I took from that as uh, the definition yeah. of subjective reversal. And I, I would you. I would use it in the seminars all the time. In other words, after you do a stop smoking seminar for two yeah. hours with people, I would say, yeah. uh, 
you know, anytime you see cigarettes, whether it's on a billboard or a convenience store, it'll trigger in your mind how dedicated you are to being a non-smoker. So in other words, the subject would trigger the new response that I was offering them. Exactly. And again, another Dave magic piece of business there. No, that is great. And, and, um, what did you do for the weight loss folks? Uh, some of the same things, you know, when you would see something that, you know, was hard for me. I haven't done it in a long time, but, uh, you know, ice cream. If, <laughs> yeah, well, no, I wouldn't tell them what they had to give up. I would leave that up to them. But when you saw something that was inappropriate, I would use a day word, you know, like a high school word. When you see something that's not advantageous to you, it will trigger within you your desire to can you continue to lose weight and eat health healthfully or something like that on the order of that i'm sure i was much more eloquent in the seminar (laughs) you were eloquent yeah you were eloquent you were eloquent (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and and of course you know again me modeling you that i um we both did it both in the induction part and then also t- throughout the seminar as well, particularly towards the end, you know, giving it as conscious suggestions that they would take in. And It's amazing to me the amount of stuff that was done outside of formal trance. Oh, yeah. Uh, you you know, know, speaking of that, if you will, let me just butt in here um, since it's my seminar. Sure, it's your show. Go ahead. I'm going to well, I'm going to highlight myself. Heck with this. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Isn't he great, Hallie? That's why everybody loves Doug. Yes, everyone. They do. Yeah. Everyone loves Doug. Yeah, it is true. It is true. So, <coughs> so what I was going to say before you got me so embarrassed um, is something I was going to say. Yeah, something. you were saying in the seminars, uh, the outside, uh, you know, the stuff that you were doing oh, that was outside oh, I know. of Yeah. Um, I years ago when I was first, when I first met Dave at Tony Robbins and um, brought him to New York to do a, a three day intro. John, you came down to that. You were, you were there for that. Yes, I was. You, you took Dave out to lunch. It pissed me off. Um, because no, we went to dinner. Okay, dinner. Fine. I wasn't invited. That's the point. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> It was an impromptu thing. It yeah, had yeah, nothing yeah. to do with you. I would take you in a minute. So, um, I mean, you were the cutest one. Oh, it's too late, buddy. It's too way, <laughs> way, way too late. Way, way too late. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, I basically hired him to do a, a session. I wanted right. to do a session. I was working on a particular particular issue in my life, and so. Um, I expected, <coughs> because he was such a great hypnotist, I expected hypnosis in this in this session we did. He didn't do a lick of hypnosis in this thing. He told a lot of very funny stories. You know, he, he did a lot of those pattern interrupt things that we're talking about. He didn't do a lick of hypnosis, I'll tell you, which was fascinating to me. I mean, it was really instructive. I'm really glad I did just for the instruction of that, because it informed my therapy from that point forward. You know, I don't necessarily do hypnosis. Sometimes people go like, I thought this was hypnosis. It's like, yes, well, uh, we will get to that. And right now you're just listening to my voice, aren't you? <laughs> yes, aren't you? <laughs> so we'll just work on some new strategies and then you can figure out how you will outgrow the old way and grow into the That's new way. way. Right. Look, look at their ear, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. I don't suppose you'll take this away, you know. Yeah. Right, so, Melinda, how do you use this in your massage work? Um, do you ever do hypnosis? Well, do anything like. Oh, it, let me interject. Oh, okay. Um, Hallie has this incredible recording called Virtual Massage. Oh, that's you, true. You want to talk about something that is just that's incredible true. with hypnosis and marrying that with her skills as a massage therapist. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have oh, I, I, I think I recall that may have been one of the only CDs sold by John Morgan Industries, not recorded by John Morgan himself. 
That's correct. It was amazing, <laughs> but I, I interrupted. I apologize. Um, so yes, um, I think it's a, a natural marriage, um, because massage is all about relaxation. And, um, so I think it's good to be conscious of what you're saying to facilitate a deep sense of relaxation. So, um, you know, again, back to the bad hypnosis, if a massage therapist says, I don't want you to be tense, you don't have to be stressed out or whatever <laughs> they're saying, um, it's just good to slow down the speech and um, encourage relaxation to, um, you know, as you're lying here and you can feel the surface of the table beneath you, you can begin to be aware of your breath and just tune in for a moment. And then just, you know, so, but on the, on the virtual massage, how that came about was that I had just done a massage and I was mm -hmm. on the phone with John Morgan afterwards. And I was sort of like, I wish I had another body to work on because, you know, I, I just did this one person and um, he said, well, my shoulder's bothering me. What would you do? And I said, well, I would work on your traps and I'd start, you know, and he goes, no, talk me through it as if you're actually doing the massage. And that's how that virtual massage came about because I talked him through for about 10 minutes. And then he said, I think you have something here, write a script. And so I did, I wrote a script and then I sent it to him and he sort of, you know, and we were sort of back and forth with it. And we practiced over the phone. And my last practice session with him, he fell asleep and I hung up after the session. And then he called me back like half an hour later and he goes, I think you're ready to go into the <laughs> studio. And so that's that's how that came about. And nice. um, and then I used the music. Um, my uh, friend, Mike Zampi, who had a CD, that, that was one of the CDs I used when I did massage. And so I got his permission to use his music as the background music for virtual massage. So it's that lovely guitar music in the background. Yeah, so, and we both have a recording of Virtual Massage on our YouTube channel. So I can give you a link. Um, okay. We can both All do right. that. He did a great yeah, I, intro for me with it. So. I have a recording of my beach trip version on, on YouTube as well, with complete with pictures of beaches. And yeah. as do I, I have everything that we ever offered at a seminar is on my YouTube channel and it's all free. Oh my gracious heavens. Everything? Uh, everything. All the all the John Morgan CDs? Every one of them. Oh my God, that's a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's the Stop Smoking yeah. seminar on video, the Weight Loss seminar on video, and then uh, the all the different CDs that we did, you know, and then additional things like you, we talked earlier about um, you know, bad hypnosis, you know, and Holly was saying, you know, if you're going to get it, this is, this is going to hurt a bit. If you're going to get an injection, uh, I have a whole little video I did on YouTube about, are you afraid of needles? You know, it's gone just by doing basically a Tony Robbins thing is taking your eyes and putting them up when you're getting injected. It's that simple. Hmm. Um, so yeah, all that stuff is there and Hallie's virtual massage on my site is probably the fifth most uh, requested, uh, download. And again, it's all free. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. If anybody wants virtual massage, believe me, it's like getting a massage. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not a real kinesthetic person, but I could feel the warm towels on my body. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, we're in a spa when we do this. And I did I did do um I I practice with a massage therapist friend 
who I went to school with. So we were, so we worked on each other through school and I did it with her over the phone. And she said, it felt like, she said, I feel like I've just had a real massage. That's awesome. So that was really yeah. cool. One of the yeah. things I learned from Dave um, is that in the NLP world, he described how people often refer to that communication is uh, made up of 7%, the word choices, 38%, the tonality and 55% physiology and said, but then all those people in the NLP world just talk about the 7% the entire time. <laughs> must have talked about the 93% of the other than conscious communication. Right. Um, and one of the things he, he asked us to do in one of the seminars I, I took is to observe people's breathing and speak only on their exhale, so, which of course, as Halima, you mentioned before, slowing down your rate of speech. That's a really good way to slow down your rate of speech is to only speak on their exhale, which of course is also creating a deep, you know, sympathetic vibration. You know, you're in the same rhythm neurologically as that person, because as they're exhaling, you're speaking. And as they inhale, you know, and you're speaking is of course an exhale. As they inhale, you probably inhale too. So you're both breathing at the same rate, which creates a really strong rapport. No question. Mm -hmm. And basically, you've described the way Frank Sinatra sang. I did? Yeah. You um, nailed the That's amazing. Uh, well, Brenda, Lee, uh, Brenda Lee, who was, uh, you know, a singer back in the 60s and sure. country singer on top of it, uh, she was talking about that. She learned from Frank Sinatra that he breathes in through his nose and exhales through his mouth when he sings. Oh. In other words, he doesn't take a breath when he sings through his mouth. He doesn't go, you know, he sucks in through his nose and then out of his mouth. So he sings on the exhale. Well, everybody sings on the exhale, I think. But I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause just for a minute. I've got to take my beagle outside because she's, I don't know if you can hear her pacing yeah. back and forth. Yes, and we've, we've heard but talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Come on. <laughs> yes, we have heard the beagle. <laughs> I probably should have thought of this before, but I just muted her mic, but that's uh, okay. I wonder if I can unmute her mic. I've never tried this. Oh, I can. There you go. See that? Unlike Zoom, I can I can both mute and unmute my participants. See that? Oh, that's nice. Well, that, you know, when you did a talk show, when I did a talk show, we had a mute button, which was great. Yeah. If you had an idiot on the other end, <laughs> you know, you could... Uh, that was one of my best ad libs ever when I did a talk show. I had this guy, honest to God, it was so good. He was talking about some inane stuff, and you couldn't get through to him. He was a cement block, right? I mean, I tried everything I knew to get through, and I couldn't. And this guy was talking about stuff that just was off the wall. And I finally interrupted him, and I said, let me ask you a question. I don't remember the topic material we were talking about. I said, but let me ask you a question. I said, do you believe in reincarnation? He goes, no, I don't believe in that crap. I said, you know, when I woke up this morning, I said, neither did I. And he said, oh, I said, but I'm starting to believe in it now. And he goes, how come? I said, because nobody could get as stupid as you in one lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, oh, yeah, I was born this way, mister. Yeah. When they so that's that's my day but that's how dave Rob probably would have handled it <laughs> hey john morgan since uh since uh halim's not here right now what's that stuff on your background what's that grasshopper and interruption stuff oh that that interruption is a book that i wrote back in mm -hmm. 2018 interruption the magic tea to lasting change and um <laughs> where'd you go <laughs> yeah where did i go <laughs> And uh, the other one is another book I wrote. It's called Wisdom of the Grasshopper. It's uh, mini meditations. And they're both available. One of, one of them is for free. The interruption book I, is, again, on my YouTube channel or on my podcasting channel. There you, go. you can either listen. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess a lot of people on your podcast just listen. They don't have the ability to see all the video that we've done together they have the ability to, but they may not 
right no how it's on youtube all these all these videos are on yeah my it's on my youtube and i think i sent you the links and stuff that you can let folks know cool yeah so people who watch it can see the the covers and they can uh if people who are listening want to see it, they can just go over to the YouTube channel and see it there as well, even if they don't want to, you know, watch it again. Um, <laughs> people, I, I think very appropriately, people would like to exercise or whatever while they're while they're listening to this. And that's that's a wonderful thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've seen a number of yours and you, you do a great job. You got some terrific people on. I know. And, and then there's you guys. And then there's us. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it was 35 years ago that we met, though. It seems like yesterday. Stop saying that. It was just yesterday. Yeah, well, well, you know, you've got the, you know, Dorian Gray thing going on there. I mean, you and Dick Clark, I mean, you know, look good. Yes, I'll take your work. So did you do more than one fun shop job? No, I did one fun shop. I did. And then I went out, as I said, and I visited with Dave, with my business partner. And then I came to your event, but I was only there to say hello. I didn't, yeah, didn't, get didn't to see didn't. any of the interactions. But because um, I introduced you to as repeat offenders, but I guess you were just deeply affected by your. Oh, it was just, I mean, it was amazing to me. I mean, and the thing about it is, it's like when I talk to Hallie and we'll talk about you behind your back. Um, <laughs> You know, we'll say how knowledgeable you are in all different aspects, whether it's the NLP, the Ericksonian, the other than conscious communication, the havening and everything else that you do. Uh, I don't have the, you know, I took an NLP course, but, you know, I wasn't a master practitioner or anything like that. Basically, I took what I could use mm -hmm. from Tony Robbins. Uh, my NLP training, if, you know, when Grinder came in and this guy from England, I can't remember his name, came in, they did these things. You remember I would do the anchoring thing at the workshops mm -hmm. uh, with people up in the front of the room. I learned that. And from Dave, you know, little things that I could use. I mean, I don't know the whole, what's the word, panoply. Um, I don't know that like you guys do. I mean, you can, when I listen to Harlan, I, you know, I into a trance he's got so many facts and figures and this and that which i don't know about mm -hmm. um i just took what it is that i thought i could use and you know i put it to use uh so i i guess my bag of tricks isn't as deep as yours um and others but uh you know the ones that i do use pretty effective yeah you've used them very effectively over the years and made a massive change for a lot of people um, the John Morgan Seminar, how many people would you say you hypnotized over the years just in the John Morgan Seminars? Hundreds of a million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty, you know. Pretty big impact. You know, a lot yeah. of people got a lot of benefit from your expertise and how to lose weight and how to stop smoking forever. Good stuff. And with Halima's help as well, because you organized much of those seminars. You did a she lot. She was the lifeblood, I mean, behind yeah. it. I mean, without, believe yeah. me, without her setting them up, there was none to do. <laughs> I I earnestly believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I very much believe you. Absolutely. I have Doug to thank for that as well. Because I know. I introduced you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I mean, we worked together for 15 years and it's funny that put a, you know, a pin in this, um, how I met Hallie was through you. Yeah. And uh, I said, Doug, I said, I need somebody to market my seminars to get in touch with the radio stations. He said, I'm not sure if I know anybody, There's a couple of people come to mind and he gave me two names. I can't remember the name of the first woman that you gave me. I, spoke to her and she was very official and very knowledgeable and this and that and the other thing, but it wasn't what I was looking for. I, I could, I'm, again, I could hear it. I'm on the mm -hmm. phone. Yeah. I got on with Hallie. She hadn't sold, you know, uh, a pencil in her life. You know, she didn't know anything about sales or, you know, how to approach radio. She had nothing about radio, this and that. And all I heard on this phone call, I talked to her for over an hour, was this cheerful person. 
And I said, that's exactly what I need. I said, because she's going to talk to mostly men who are general managers of radio stations. I said, a, a guy will probably want to fight with them. I said, you know, she's a woman and she's got this natural charm and she sounds so damn cheerful. And she says, well, I don't think I can do this. And so we hung up and I called her back or she called me back. I can't remember and said, I think I want to try this. I said, okay. <laughs> Best hire ever. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, I will say that um, the reason I did it is because I was thinking about all the different dominoes that I was setting up, and I knew that eventually <laughs> right back to this moment right here. This moment with oh, Dave, man. yeah. Isn't he the best, Kalima? <laughs> Isn't Doug the best? Yeah. God. He Genius. is our Doug. I know. I know. <laughs> Such a sweetheart. So, John, I'm going to send you these recordings so you can clean up the audio, maybe. You got a job ahead of you. Yeah, well, how do how do you send big recordings like that? We'll talk about that after the show, but um, let's just um, say goodbye for now. Okay, bye now. <laughs> bye now. <laughs> and thank you all for coming. And if um, if you want to learn more, we'll tell you how you can get hold of John and Halima's stuff on both YouTube and wherever else it might be lurking. But you'll find it down there in the program notes. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys for being here. This has been the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure seeing you again. Hope to see you again real soon. Come back next week when we have another gripping and exciting episode of the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. And if you want to, you can find out more about us, each and every one of us, at EssentialCoachingSkills.com. Thanks. Thanks.